Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio for a Tuesday. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. And as we round out our program, we tend to focus on a principle or a call to action, sort of the therefore what moment of uh, what we all should be doing and uh, and taking action. Uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes from Abraham Lincoln, uh, who knew a few things about dealing with adversity and challenges and trials. Uh, he said something really interesting. Uh, Lincoln said, I have been driven many times upon my knees by overwhelming the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for the day. And it's, it's true. Uh, it's true that uh, people who get knocked to their knees uh, by some kind of adversity or calamity, uh, they often find that when you're down there, when you've been knocked down, it, it's it's a pretty smart thing to do, that while you're down there on your knees, to look up and to petition heaven for a little bit of help, uh, that's a good thing. And I think that this uh, novel coronavirus has really knocked the nations of the world uh, with a force that has rocked the global economy. It's baffled scientists and doctors. It's crippled communities. Uh, it's cost individual lives, and it's tested leadership and elected officials. Uh, those are two separate things uh, at every level uh, in government and in business and in our communities. And so what do we do? Uh, what do we, where do we go? And what's the answer? And so often in these settings, we, we sort of separate things out. You sort of have the science uh, and then you have the spiritual or you have faith and reason. Uh, and in a very divided world, we, we tend to, to go to the extremes and we present a false choice between faith and reason, science and, and spirituality. And, and that's, that's just wrong. It's just a miss. And I, I thought it was uh, very fascinating over this past weekend uh, with the General Conference of the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that a, a world religious leader uh, who's uniquely positioned to talk about these things uh, from both science and spirituality uh, did just that. And uh, President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ, uh, interestingly, he was speaking not in the 21,000-seat uh, capacity crowd that uh, most people are normal to hearing him speak in at a general conference. He was speaking in an empty auditorium uh, because of the virus. And he said, hey, it's time to give both faith and reason a chance. And so the faith component, yes, things like fasting, like prayer, uh, but he's also doing things like closing all the temples 
uh, and having not having uh, Sunday meetings. He is saying, hey, we need to share our message, and I'm going to bring over 30,000 missionaries in what had to be one of the biggest evacuation efforts globally uh, in a generation. And so faith and reason, uh, the science and the spiritual, do come together. Uh, but in the midst of that, and from that empty auditorium, uh, he made a call not just to the members of the faith, but of uh, to people everywhere who wanted to join in and to give faith and reason a try. And so he called for a fast, a fast uh, coming up on this Friday, April the 10th, Good Friday. And uh, he did that uh, by first explaining a little bit about the fast. The doctrine of fasting is ancient. It has been practiced by biblical heroes from the earliest days, Moses, David, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Isaiah, Daniel, Joel, and many others fasted and preached of fasting. Through Isaiah's writings, the Lord said, quote, Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free. Close quote. All right, that's uh, part of his uh, address from uh, this past weekend. Uh, he went on to to address this issue of both science and spirituality. And again, as a uh, world-renowned heart surgeon, uh, and now as president of the church, he has a pretty interesting take on that. That as a physician and surgeon, I have tremendous respect for medical professionals, scientists, and others who are working around the clock to curb the spread of COVID-19. Now, as president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and an apostle of Jesus Christ, I know that God has all power, all wisdom, and all understanding. He comprehendeth all things, and he is a merciful being. Okay, and then finally, he, uh, he called for this uh, worldwide fast on Good Friday. I am calling for another worldwide fast. For all whose health may permit, let us fast, pray, and unite our faith once again. Let us prayerfully plead for relief from this global pandemic. I invite all, including those not of our faith, to fast and pray on Good Friday, April 10th, that the present pandemic may be controlled caregivers protected, the economy strengthened, and life normalized. All right. Uh, again, that's the uh, challenge for a worldwide fast, a call for for all uh, believers of the faith and everyone else uh, to engage. And, and it's interesting, as I noted earlier, uh, that the pandemic is no time for the divisiveness and the false choices. Science and spirituality are complementary. They're complementary principles. They connect, they elevate, they empower. Uh, and I really believe a, a day of fasting and prayer should be combined with every citizen taking every precaution, pursuing every scientific solution that can be found. Uh, the people of the world really should unite and give faith and reason uh, a try. These things are uh, combined. That's that's the whole key to this thing. And it's one of the things that I really appreciate about uh, President Nelson is that the strength of his his scientific steel steel 
I mean, he is a researcher. He is a scientist. He is a he knows the inside of the heart like nobody's business. Uh, so he has that scientific steel, but he combines that with an inviting, uh, really inviting gentleness, uh, a real velvet touch of faith. Uh, and those things are galvanized, I think, in in the way he leads and the way he conducts himself. And, and so him calling on the people of the earth to call on God through fasting and prayer, uh, to me, that's a, a velvet and steel combination that really could transform the current calamity into a, a really extraordinary moment. And having people come together, and I've seen this on social media already, that people of all faiths and of no faith at all have said, I can, I can fast on uh, Friday, April 10th. I can combine my positive thoughts or my prayers or my meditations uh, for the good of the world, for the, the good of the healthcare providers and our first responders and all those that are, are working so hard to keep us safe. Uh, and so it is. It's, it's a great science and spirituality. It's a steel and, and uh, velvet approach uh, to get things done for the country. And so, again, going back to Abraham Lincoln, uh, he said he was driven to his knees many times by the overwhelming conviction, conviction that he had nowhere else to go. And remember, people that have been knocked to their knees through adversity and calamity find that it's wise to pause while you're down there on your knees anyway to look up and to ask for a little bit of help. So in the midst of this pandemic, with a nation and many nations brought to their knees, perhaps a day of fasting and prayer will be the beginning of better days to come. From our knees, the people of the world should look up, petition heaven for help, and then rise up together. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to... Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.